Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here, to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the show. I've got a big one for you today. I'm going to be chatting about how you can plan out a full day of meals to suit your lifestyle and whether or not your goal is fat loss, muscle building, it doesn't matter. Today's tips are really going to help you. Also, hang around for the social media question of the week, which is in regards to creatine monohydrate. How much should you be taking? When when should you take it? What should you take it with? I'm going to answer all of that at the end of the show, so make sure you stick around. But for now, let's get stuck into the episode. All right, guys, as I mentioned in the intro, today's topic is going to be meal planning and how you can plan a whole day of meals to make sure that at the end of the day, you're going to be one step closer towards your goal, whether that's fat loss, whether that's muscle building, whether that's maintaining your weight or even for athletic performance. Today's today's episode is really going to cover all of those topics and the reason we would follow any form of nutrition plan or, or nutritional protocol is to achieve a goal and people do tend to struggle with how to plan their meals for the day and the number one thing that we want to keep in mind is that we should be planning our nutrition around our lifestyle, not the opposite way around. We don't want to be living our lifestyle around our nutrition or our diet and typically with most forms of dieting and uh, I put dieting in, uh, in, in talking marks here is because dieting typically tends to mean that it's short term that it's something that you're either on or you're off but we want to change that mindset around dieting and change that to a way of eating uh, which is going to be a flexible way of eating that you can eat for the rest of your life still see results um, but continue to live your lifestyle and eat the foods that you enjoy the most without having to change too much but be able to see drastically different results and we're going to go over that today so there's a number of things that we need to keep in mind and uh, and to, to tick off the list when we're putting together a meal plan and the first thing and this is the most important of them all is knowing your calories and your macros so knowing how many calories you need to be eating to make sure one you're either losing fat if you're in a calorie deficit two you're maintaining your weight or three you're gaining muscle and gaining size if you're in a slight calorie surplus so we know that to lose weight we need to be in a calorie deficit which just means we're eating below our maintenance intake my recommendation is always between two and five hundred calories below maintenance to gain weight, we need to be above our maintenance, so in a surplus, and the ranges are a little bit shorter here. I usually recommend anywhere between 100 and then a maximum of 500 above your maintenance, and the reason for that is because we want to keep fat gain to a very minimum, but that's the first thing that we need to be on top of is knowing your numbers. It's like running a business. You need to know your numbers if you're going to be successful and if you're going to improve um, and you're going to achieve the goal that you've set out to achieve, so once you know your calories and your macros, um, then then we can move on to the next step of planning out your meals for the day. Now, lately, a topic that's been coming up a lot is especially for a lot of my clients because a lot of my clients are corporates, they're busy, they go on work trips a lot, they have a lot of dinners and lunches to go to. So what I've been trying around with is whether or not we track full macros, so protein, carbohydrates, and fats, which obviously make up the calories, or the other option is to just track calories and protein. Now, what I've found is that the results have been amazing really because and for the main reason for that is because the consistency is a lot better with these clients they're able to stick to it for longer so we're still hitting a calorie goal so if they're trying to lose fat we're still in a calorie deficit 
we're still getting a minimum amount of protein, which is going to be taking care of that muscle mass, making sure we retain as much muscle mass as possible. But the carbohydrates and fats may be completely different every single day. And that's fine. As long as we're hitting our calorie targets and we're getting our protein minimum, we're going to see results. So you figure out which one's going to be best for you. In my opinion, the most accurate way and the way that's going to give you the best results is tracking all three macronutrients. But in saying that, if you're going to be able to stick to just calories and protein for a lot longer and you know you're not going to have to go off track or it's not going to cause you any unnecessary stress, then that, that might be the best option for you. Um, so, so we know now what, uh, what we're doing. So we know our numbers. We can now move on to, on to the next steps. And some of the things that we need to keep in mind is knowing what works best for us and our lifestyle, as I mentioned. So some of the things that fall under that is meal timing. Um, you know, when are you going to get a chance to eat throughout the day and what's the most optimal time for you to eat throughout the day? Um, it may even come down to when you actually feel best eating. You know, you might find it in the morning when you wake up, you just don't feel like breakfast. And that's cool. As long as by the end of the day, you've hit your calorie targets, then it doesn't matter if you skip breakfast. On the other hand, you may really need breakfast and you find that later in the day, by the time you get home from work, you're not actually that hungry. You like to just get home, have a small meal and go to bed. So, so there's some of the things we need to think about. We also need to think about how many meals we're going to be having throughout the day. So again, that's got to fit in with our work life, with our social life, if we're traveling, um, and even just personal preference. In my opinion, I wouldn't recommend going any less than two meals per day purely because of the, the protein distribution throughout the day and, and the switching on of our muscle protein synthesis. We want to be trying to, to enhance that and keep that a little bit higher. Um, and to, in my opinion, two times is just not, not enough. And the servings of protein you're going to have to have in those two meals to reach your protein target for the day is just too high. And, and there's a lot that you're going to be leaving on the table. You're going to be missing out on, on um, possible results in terms of gaining lean muscle mass or retaining muscle mass in a calorie deficit by doing that so in my opinion no less um, than two or three you know if possible three meals per day um, is perfect anything above that is fine as well but we need to keep in mind that you shouldn't be eating you know heaps of small meals throughout the day just because you think you have to and if you're doing that because you think it's going to increase your metabolism then let me save you the time and tell you that you don't need to do that because studies have shown that the increase of meal frequency has no real relevance on your metabolism and your speed of your metabolism the only time i would recommend increasing your meal frequency again is just to increase that muscle protein synthesis so what that means is every time we get in a certain amount of protein um, which is three grams of loose which is amino acid, uh, usually in the form of 20 to 30 grams of, of high quality protein, we switch on our muscle protein synthesis. So that's the only reason why I would recommend kind of increasing meal frequency, but going a bit off track there. So, for, so what we've gone through just now is we need to keep in mind our meal timing, the amount of meals we're having, and then also when we want certain macronutrients. So similar to when we want our meals, we need to figure out when we feel best consuming carbohydrates, um, is that first thing in the morning so then you've got energy throughout the day or are you someone that trains at night and has a relatively sedentary job throughout the day so maybe you can get away with more protein and fat early, early in the day and then save your carbohydrates for later in the day so similar to a carb backloading protocol where you're really having majority of your carbs later in the day. Um, are we spreading our carbohydrates out evenly over certain meals? Um, are we just timing it around workouts? These are all things that you need to keep in mind before you come up with a meal plan.
All right, moving on to the next thing. As I mentioned before, we really want to maintain some form of even distribution of protein if possible. So we don't want to be having, you know, my general rule of thumb is to eat protein with every single meal. You don't want to be having massive chunks of protein um, in certain meals and then not having protein at all um, throughout the rest of the day. So that's another thing we need to keep in mind as well when we're putting together this meal plan because in the end of the day, this nutrition plan, and this is not something that you need to stick to every day, Remember, if we have our macronutrient numbers and our calorie numbers, our food sources can be rotated every single day. As long as we hit those numbers, we're going to see results. But when it does come to convenience, when it comes to consistency, in my in my opinion and in my experience as well as my client's experience, it is very handy to have some form of meal plan that you can at least base your day's meals off so then you know you're going to be around the mark that you need to be at. And and now that we've got these kind of um, now that we've got these guidelines that we can work with. So let's say that you've you've now figured out, you know, you know how many calories you need to take in per day. Um, you know how many meals you're going to have per day. You know how far apart those meals are going to be. And you also know when you want certain macronutrients in terms of your carbs and your fats. Now that we've got all these, we need somewhere to actually track this and to put this down. And my recommendation is using the app MyFitnessPal. There's a number of different nutrition apps out there, and I know there's some great ones. Um, my guy, Mark Vacanti, has got one uh, on the regimen, or it might be Mike's Macros now, I think. Um, but these are just not all apps that I've used as much as what I've used my fitness pal and in my opinion my fitness pal has been great it's easy to use um, all of the foods that you could think of and, and need it on the app you can scan barcodes and whatnot so for me I stick to that app it's just easy now the, the trap people get caught into when they are following flexible dieting and just rotating their foods and, and and having foods that might be different most days of the week but hitting their numbers is tracking their foods as they go. So, you know, you might have lunch and then you get out your phone you put in your lunch into the app um, and that's all well and good if you're fitting your macros and calories by the end of the day but let me tell you from experience, there's nothing worse than getting to lunchtime and realizing that you've only got a couple of hundred calories left for the day because you've gone too hard too early. And that's where I like to, uh, you know, I think a, a calorie budget is very similar to a money budget, to a financial budget. Let's imagine that we've got X amount of money to spend every day. If we go out and spend all of that before lunchtime, then we're going to have to deal with the fact that we haven't got much left for the rest of the day and it's no, it's no um, different to calories and your calorie intake. Start to look at it like a, a money budget and get, you know, get, get good at, at actually planning things out. And, and I always say, as cliche as it is, if you're, you're failing to prepare, then you're preparing to fail. So if we're not planning our meals, then you're just putting yourself in between a rock and a hard place. So what I like to do and what I recommend to all of my clients and anybody who asks is either the night before or the morning uh, or the morning of the day that you're tracking your food, always put in a rough idea of what meals you're going to be having that day into the app. It should take no longer than one or two minutes. If if you're saying right now that I just don't have time to be doing that, then you know, I'm sorry, but I really, really don't believe don't believe you. I think everybody has a couple of minutes in the morning or even at night before you go to bed to plan your meals. And if you're not willing to put in that time, then maybe you're really not too uh, not too fussed whether or not you see results and you're not as committed as what you might think. So take that time, plug in your meals, um, and then make sure that the next day or that day that you, you're going to be accountable. You know that you're going to be hitting your numbers, and it really does just come down to a numbers game. If you're if you're seeing results and there's no need to change anything at all um, if you're not seeing results it's as easy as looking at what your macronutrients currently are and then taking a little bit away from that or increasing your energy expenditure but 
going back on, I'm, I'm going off, off track again here, but the, the, the app that I use to track my meals and to plan my meal plan is my fitness pal and I would recommend doing the same for you. So so now we have our numbers, we have the amount of meals that we're aiming for, we have uh, we have an app to track that with, we also know when we want certain macronutrients throughout the day. It's time to actually put together this meal plan for ourselves. Now, a couple of recommendations when putting together a meal plan and the first one is making sure that you're getting at least one serving of fruit and two to four serves of veggies per 1,000 calories consumed. So, if you're having 2,000 calories for the day, then that would mean that you'd be having at least two serves of fruit and at least uh, at least anywhere between five five to eight serves of vegetables um, as well. That would be my recommendation. And the reason we do this is to nail our micronutrients. And our micronutrients are things like vitamins, minerals, fiber, all that good stuff that we, knew, we need to focus on as well because we're keeping in mind that we are fueling our body as if it's like a race car. If you feed a race car, if you fill it up with shitty fuel, then it's not going to perform as well as if you were giving it high-quality fuel. And our bodies are, are no different. So, one serving of fruit and two to four servings of veggies per 1,000 calories consumed. That's something to keep in mind. Um, now, we want to go on to actually planning our meals. And as I said before, it's like a money budget. We need to be wise. So, what I like to do first is always plan, plan out my main meals. So, for me, I'm a big breakfast guy. I get up in the morning. I have to eat breakfast. I'm always hungry. So, I know that my three main meals for the day are going to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, I'm going to go into my app. I'm going to put in what I would usually have for breakfast, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or what I feel like having. And then, I'm going to see how many calories I've got left over after that and what macros are left. Now, making sure that in these main meals, I'm getting anywhere between 20 and 30 grams of protein at least. Uh, and then, I've also got my preferences where when I want my carbohydrates and fats throughout the day. So, I usually have a pretty high-carb breakfast. My lunch is kind of moderate. And then, at dinner time, uh, especially lately, I've been keeping the carbohydrates a little bit lower because I don't need that energy at the end of the day like I do during the day. So, I plan my first three meals. So, once you've done that, you should have X amount of calories left over. Um, your app will tell you how many calories that you've got left for the day um, or if you're writing it down, same thing, you'll know how many calories that you have left after you've planned breakfast, lunch and dinner. So, what we need to do next is fill in the gaps. So, we fill in the gaps with our snacks or um, you know the meals that we're going to have that we can just have on the go. It might be uh, you might have some whey protein to have just in case you get stuck uh, at work and you don't have any meals prepared. You might have protein bars. You might have some fruit. You might have some Greek yogurt, uh, some lollies for intra or pre-workout, whatever it may be. This is what we fill in the gaps with and we're making sure that we're either one, working towards our macronutrient targets, proteins, carbs, and fats, and our calories, or two, just our calories and protein. So we're just filling in the gaps. And then from here, guys, it's just a matter of, of playing around with the app until we find the right amount of food to make sure that we hit our calorie targets um, and our food targets for the day. And it really is as easy as that. Now, when it comes to what foods you're actually choosing, in my opinion, it's really your personal preference. It's what you like. There is absolutely zero point in following a meal plan or um, or cutting out foods that you enjoy the most. Or when I say following a meal plan, if you follow a meal plan and it's shit and you don't like it and you don't look forward to it, you don't look forward to the meals, you find it hard to stick to, then it's not. It's never going to be consistent. It's never going to give you the results that you're after in the long term. Um, if you're cutting out things you know you can't go the rest of your life without, same thing eventually you're going to give in, you're going to binge, you're going to create that bad relationship with food 
And what I like to preach is to really change people's mindset around around food and 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 taking the taking all the attention away from what we're eating, what specific foods we're eating, to how much we're eating. It comes down to how much we're eating, guys. It's as simple as that. You can put on weight, you can put on body fat by eating too much brown rice, um, chicken breast, and broccoli. You know that's obviously seen as a healthy meal, but if you eat too much of it, you can still put on weight. So it comes down to how much we are eating, and stop labeling foods as good as, as good and bad. Um, but in saying that, with our calorie intake, we do want to be focusing on getting 90% of our foods, um, the the 90/10 rule that I like to use. So 90% of our foods from from nutrient dense whole foods. Uh, that are going to be fueling our body, that are going to be giving us the best energy levels, the best recovery rates and helping us sleep. Um, so the, the healthier foods, the healthier options, but keeping in mind that all foods have calories. And then we have our 10% left over for the things that may not be seen as healthy foods or health foods or even things that you would see on a diet. Um, even though I, I really do hate that word diet, I know it is in the word flexible dieting, but diet itself, as I said at the start of this episode, typically means short term. We want to change that mindset. We just want to eat towards our goals. It's really that easy. And then we just play around with our numbers. So hopefully you can take that from from today's episode. But that 10% at the end, the 10% of calories left over is for the things like, you know, you might have a glass of wine with dinner. You might have some ice cream before bed. You may, uh, every Friday, you may go out for a pot and a, and a palmer with your mates. You might um, go out for a couple of glasses of wine on a Sunday night. That's fine. That doesn't mean that you've stuffed up. That doesn't. That's not a bad thing. That's part of life. That's what we want to keep in our nutrition plan, in the way that we we eat, because it's a way of eating. It's not a diet, and we want to keep all that in there as long as we hit our numbers. So that's what we want to keep in mind when we're we're making our meal plan. Is that we cover all the things we need to cover, like our protein, like our micronutrients, so our fruit and our veg. We cover all the macros that we need to hit. We cover, um, you know, getting in complex carbohydrates and fiber and all that stuff. But we also cover the good stuff, the stuff that we actually enjoy eating because I don't want you to put down meals on your nutrition plan that you don't enjoy eating. This has to be suited to you and you only, not what other people say because unfortunately, uh, and this is a shame, there is no such thing as foods that will help you lose fat and there's no such thing as foods that will help you build muscle. It just They just don't exist, guys. There is calories. There is calories and food and all foods have calories in it and that's all that we need to be focusing on. So, that, that is my tips, guys, for planning your meals for the day. Um, I hope this has helped you guys. This is what's helped me. As I said, I always prepare. I'm always prepared at the start of the day. I don't track things as I go. I know have a rough idea of what I'm going to have, but I'm also very flexible with my food choices. And those that follow me on social media or know me and see me in person know that I rarely eat the same thing um, every single day. It's always changing a little bit. Um, there are obviously the meals that I tend to gravitate towards more than others, but in the end of the day, guys, we just want to live our life the way that we usually would and then and then just work our food around that. We don't want our food to control our life. So hopefully you've taken that lesson from today's episode and also you've written down some of these notes about how we can actually put together the perfect meal plan. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in today. You know it means a lot to me. Uh, I want you to hang around now because we're going to go into this week's social media question of the week. Hey guys, hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. We're going to cap things off today with the social media question of the week and that is relating to creatine monohydrate. Now, this is a question that I honestly get a majority 
you know, majority of the time, pretty much every single day of the week, to be perfectly honest, um, through social media about creatine and, you know, when you should take it, how much you should take of it, uh, what you should have it with, uh, who is it good for, and I'm going to answer those questions now. So, with creatine monohydrate, we need to keep in mind, one, what it actually does. Um, so, it's storing extra water inside the muscle cells. It's increasing our PC stores. It's great for power output. It's great for strength athletes. Um, and it's going to help us retain more muscle mass and keep our strength up in the gym. So who is it for? Um, anybody, guys. Anybody. And it's not necessarily just if you're eating in a calorie surplus. I I keep in creatine monohydrate year-round, especially when I am actually cutting and I'm trying to lose fat because I want to make sure that my training my training uh, performance stays right up and I maintain that muscle mass. So I keep the creatine in. Next, we want to chat about how much you should be having. Now, I've always stuck to five grams, so just one serve every single time I have it, and I'm having that every single day. Even on the days that I don't train, I have five grams of creatine monohydrate. Um, I don't stuff around with the whole loading and cycling on and off type stuff. Just keep it consistent, guys. Once your PC levels are are topped up, um, then they're going to stay up if you just maintain that creatine intake every single day, like I said, even on rest days. Now, lastly, what should you have your creatine with and what time of the day? In my opinion, once you've spent a week or two having creatine, it's in your system. Like I said, it doesn't matter what time of the day you have it. It's not one of those supplements that you're going to put in your pre-workout and go, oh, shit, you know, I can really feel the creatine today. It's just something that you need to keep in every day. So for me, to make sure I don't forget it because I'm a very forgetful person, first thing in the morning, I'll have it. If I'm having oats, I'll just literally put it in my oats. Um, If I'm having a shake, I'll chuck it in my shake. If I'm training first thing in the morning, I'll put it in my pre-workout. Or if none of the above, I'll just put it in a glass of water and drink it first thing in the morning. Easy as that. Just keep things simple, guys. It's not that hard. Um, If you haven't used creatine monohydrate before, I would definitely, definitely recommend giving it a try. It's one of the most proven and tested supplements on the market and one of the cheapest on the shelf as well. So give it a try. Uh, Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. We're getting some really good traction, which is awesome. As always, if you've enjoyed the episode, please do share it with your friends, whether that's posting the link on your Facebook, whether that's sending somebody a text with the link to the episode, um, or even screenshot this episode and put it up on your story on Instagram or Snapchat. That would be amazing. Um, I look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode, guys. Again, thanks for tuning in. Have a fantastic day.